0: I'm sure a lot of men are like, hell yes, we do. We do need 21 orgasms a month, at least. Here's the Harvard Ejaculation Study. The Health Professionals Follow-Up Study has been collecting information about a large group of volunteers Since 1986, I don't need a reason to want to give a man an orgasm. I just love it. Anyway, usually when they're having orgasms, I've got some in there too. So this is a good thing. It's usually pretty reciprocal. So if he's having 21 orgasms a month, I'm sure I'm having, well, sometimes five times. It's in your mouth. That takes a lot of trust, and guess what? Ultimately, you've got the control, you've got the teeth, and you've got the the bite power there to do some damage. So, you're really in the power position. Now, if I wanna switch over to the submissive mindset, like when I'm getting face and he just gets to use my mouth like a little sex toy, and I'm his dirty little and my eyes are tearing up and I'm gagging and it's just producing all that like mucus in my throat and which is extra lubrication and he's ramming it down. God, I love that. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Oh, I can't wait to jump into today's subject. It's super exciting. (laughs) Men, you can thank me later, but this is actually really kind of a this is going to be a fun one. I'm going to enjoy this. But before I get going, guys, I wanted to read an email that came in from a listener, and it just really made my day. So I want to share it with you guys. I think this is super cool and really kind of the whole reason why I do this show. This is from A, and she says, "Hey, Layla, I just wanted to reach out and to say thank you for your podcast, because in a couple of months since discovering it it has changed my life i am forty years old and my husband left me five months ago for another woman after eighteen years together although i loved sex with my husband and he could make me orgasm really quickly i was never satisfied with our sex life as we just didn't do it enough i would always be the one to initiate and he would often turn me down and just didn't seem that into it or improving it which made me feel really unconfident the sex was about as vanilla as you can get pretty much silent as i was Just so embarrassed by the mildest dirty talk, no sex toys, no masturbation, just plain old sex. We never discussed our sex life unless it was in an argument because we didn't have enough. Even though before meeting my husband, I was open to casual sex. I always felt very shy and also a lot of shame around being sexual, which seems crazy to me now. I even felt shame about some of my private fantasies. Just by listening to your podcast, it has completely opened up my mind and given me the confidence to start exploring my sexuality. After not having even kissed another man but my husband since I was 21, I was terrified at the thought of kissing someone new. I have now been in a casual relationship for a couple of months, and I feel more comfortable with this man than I did with my husband after 18 years. If my husband could see me now, he would be shocked. I'm telling him what I like, what I want him to do, talking really dirty, locking eyes, sex toys, anal. I had done this a few times before, but never enjoyed it and found the mess embarrassing, but now I love it and couldn't care less about the mess. Restraints. I was the first woman to give him a prostate orgasm, and I'm loving it. He's quite dominant naturally, so I'm going to see if he would be up for delving more into BDSM with me. I feel comfortable discovering sex outside. Of the bedroom with him and receiving feedback i just feel like a different person in such a short space of time i kind of feel like my sexuality has been wasted for the last 18 years but i'm so excited to explore this and be bold honestly i really don't think i would be experiencing all of this if i hadn't listened to your podcast and your story and realized that there's no shame in any of this to embrace my sexuality and if me and my partner enjoy something then that's all that matters Tonight, I'm off on a date with someone new, and if it goes well, I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table. Thank you for being bold enough to share your story, and I'm looking forward to catching up on all the other podcasts. Hey, thank you so much. Let me just tell you, you made my day. This is, you hit the nail on the head. This is spot on why I do this podcast. It's for you guys. I mean, I could just continue doing all this and have a great time with it and keep it to myself. But I love the fact that doing this inspires people in some way, and especially the women, because I really feel like, quite frankly, we're a little bit underserved when it comes to sexual development. And I feel like it's just more, you know, it's more widely accepted that men explore and do this and sow their wild oats and all this good stuff. And women were supposed to stay kind of pure and untouched and all that cliche stuff. But A, I am so proud of you. You are starting a whole new chapter. Keep it going, girl. It's going to be so much fun. Please keep me in the loop. I just want to know how things evolve. You can always leave me a voicemail, too. Just click on the pink tab on the right-hand side when you go to the thecuriousgirldiaries.com. It's on every page. you got five minutes. You can go for it. We can share stuff back and forth. But I'm super excited for you, and I'm just really happy. You're no longer wasting the pretty. A is not wasting the pretty. Guys, don't waste your pretty either. You you need to get out there and have fun and explore. And if your sex life isn't what you want it to be, you can literally turn on a dime and change it. I did. A has. Obviously, she had some extenuating circumstances there, but you can still do this with your partner. We've had lots of examples of that on the show. So I just... um, Kudos, a! I'm so proud of you, really. And you just made my day. Like, I when I read this before I started to record this episode, I got this, and I, I did. I teared up a little bit. I was like, Jesus, this makes all of it worth it. All of these long, hard years, everything that that, that I've done to keep it going, all that it costs me. <laughs> I mean, it's a financial out. I, I pay for this for years and years before I was able to monetize. I paid for everything myself, and. Now that I'm able to monetize, it's hard to do. It's not easy. It's not easy for anybody that gets a podcast and builds it up, but it's even harder when you're in your pigeonholed and your genre is sexuality because most brands don't want to affiliate with that. They want brand, they call it brand safety, all this stuff. But the more and more we do this and the more and more people are open and the more they change the narrative around sex and that it's normal and we should be having fun with it and we should be exploring it and it's okay to talk about it openly. This All this stuff is going to change. So I'm just so excited. Thank you so much, A, for supporting the show and listening and writing in. It really just means a lot to me. And it makes my day when I hear from each and every one of you, trust me, it means a lot. Okay. Now (laughs) let's get into the fun part of this episode. I'm sure you've noticed the title and you're going, what, what is this? I'm sure a lot of men are like, hell yes, we do. We do need 21 orgasms a month at least. Well, guess what guys you do. And there's health reasons for it, and very strong, reputable university that's done a study on this. Mr. Big actually sent me this study. We were talking the other day. He reads a lot of medical. He's always involved in research and medical stuff, and he just sent me this on the fly. So thank you, Mr. Big. Thanks, honey. (laughs) I love this. It's a great study, and I think he knew I'd find a way to use it on the podcast. And sure enough, I am doing a whole episode around it. But basically what it is, guys, is I got sent this, it's a Harvard study and they were studying, it's an ejaculation study, and they're studying how that affects prostate cancer in men over time. And they've done quite this extensive study. Let me give you, I will put a link to this article in the show notes, but also let me read part of it for you. Okay. It says that since prostate is a reproductive organ... Since the prostate is a reproductive organ that produces fluid for ejaculation, researchers have long wondered if sexual factors influence a man's risk of prostate cancer. But a Harvard study provides good news for sexually active men. So the health professionals, so here's the Harvard Ejaculation Study. The health professionals follow-up study has been collecting information about a large group of volunteers since 1986. All the men are healthcare providers including dentists, pharmacists, veterinarians, optometrists, ophthalmologists, and podiatrists. In 1992, 29,342 men between the age of 46 and 81 provided information about their average number of ejaculations per month in young adulthood, which is age 20 to 29, middle age, age 40 to 49, and in the most recent year. Ejaculations included sexual intercourse, nocturnal emissions, and masturbation. The volunteers provided comprehensive health and lifestyle data every two years until the study concluded in 2000. The scientists found no evidence frequent ejaculations mark an increased risk of prostate cancer. In fact, the reverse was true. High ejaculation frequency was linked to decreased risk. Four to seven ejaculations per month across their lifetime, men who ejaculated 21 or more times a month enjoyed a 31% lower risk of prostate cancer. And the results held up to rigorous statistical evaluation, even after other lifestyle factors and frequency of the PSA testing were taken into account. Now, they also did the same study, guys, in men from Australia. So let's check that one out. It says, an Australian study of 2,338 men examined the impact of sexual factors on the occurrence of prostate cancer before the age of 70. Like the Harvard research, the Australian investigation evaluated total ejaculations rather than sexual intercourse itself. Like the American men, the Australians who ejaculated most frequently enjoyed a reduced risk of prostate cancer. The effect was the strongest for the frequency of ejaculations in young adulthood, even though prostate cancer was not diagnosed until many decades later. Even so, the apparent protection extended to all age groups in all Men who averaged 4.6 to 7 ejaculations a week were 36% less likely to be diagnosed with prostate cancer after the age of 70 than men who ejaculated less than 2.3 times a week on average. Okay, guys. Well, I'm sold. That's about all I need to know on that one because I'll tell you what, Harvard is no, that's, there's not a lot of schlubs getting into Harvard. These are smart people, and uh, I would say they know their stuff. Now, this is obviously 1986. This is a long study and quite a collection of data and quite a large group of men, almost 30,000. So I love this study. And guys, this you need to spread this around. You need to spread this around to your partners, and you need to encourage them to help you participate in achieving 21 orgasms a month. It's for health reasons it's good for you. If they want you around longer living a healthy, happy life, this is good evidence for it. And I mean, it's Harvard, guys. How can how can they be wrong? They are not. So I would say this is some powerful data. I love data. This is powerful data. And this should be spread around. You should sp- sprinkle this shit around like happiness, like it's going out of style. Now, I love this study because First of all, I don't need a reason to want to give a man an orgasm. I just love it anyway. Usually when they're having orgasms, I've got some in there too. So this is a good thing. It's usually pretty reciprocal. So if he's having 21 orgasms a month, I'm sure I'm having, well, sometimes five times. (laughs) Usually it's five to one, four to one, but let's even just say it's three to one. Now that's a fair exchange, ladies. I think this or men, sorry, let's not assume that everybody's heterosexual, whoever your partner is, this is a good exchange rate. If it's either going to be one for one, even if it's a little less than one, like what if your exchange rate was 90% of that? You'd still be doing pretty good. I mean, and orgasms, I am convinced they keep you healthy, whether you're male or female. I think it does so much for you. Aside from Harvard's pointing out, they've got some solid data to back that it's it's a good thing for men. This is good news all the way around. Like I said, if he's getting orgasms, then I'm getting them too. So, now let's talk about the different ways that we can accomplish this cuz that's the fun part. We don't want to be lacking in creativity. And if maybe some of you might be wondering, you know, okay, how am I going to make sure that he's getting 21 orgasms a month? Well, I will help you with ideas. I've got plenty. But first, I want to sort of give you some thoughts here. Okay. Most of you are thinking, okay, blowjobs. And maybe some of you don't like blowjobs or it's not your favorite thing. Let me just give you, let me plant a seed and give you some food for thought here on the cock sucking. Cock sucking is something that you do with your mouth, but cock worship is something that you do with your entire body, your whole being, your mind, your body, your soul. If you love, making him feel good and pleasuring his penis, then don't worry. There's so many different ways to do that. Let's start with obviously the obvious, blowjobs. I love a good blowjob. I love the feeling of it. What I love about touching a man's penis so much and getting him off is that I can go two ways with this. I can do this in a submissive mindset, or I can do this in where I'm in control. Because if you think... When you've got a penis in your mouth, even though he may be jam it in there, he may be face fucking you, it's in your mouth. That takes a lot of trust. And guess what? Ultimately, you've got the control, you've got the teeth, and you've got the, the bite power there <laughs> to do some damage. So you're really in the power position. Now, if I want to switch over to the submissive mindset, like when I'm getting face fucked and he just gets to use my mouth like a little sex toy. And I'm his dirty little slut and my eyes are tearing up and I'm gagging and it's just producing all that like mucus in my throat and which is extra lubrication and he's ramming it down. God, I love that. I mean, I love that. I love to be on the the edge of my head, hanging off the bed or the couch or wherever it is. It has to be propped the right way. You need support behind your neck, okay? But man, when he's just in there doing that and kind of also touching your face and grabbing you behind the neck and moving you, the w- positioning your head the way he wants it, telling you to open your mouth and just take it. Oh my God, that is so hot. Jesus, that's so hot. So again, you can be in the power position with a blowjob or you can be in the submissive position. Either way, it just depends on my mood. I can go either way. Some of you, you know what your lane is. You can stay in that lane. But what I want to point out is you can, you know, you can be comfortable in both those worlds, in both those realities. And there's a lot, I mean, I could do a whole episode just on each position, but I want to make sure that I give everybody enough ideas and we cover enough stuff. Okay. So of course, one of my favorites, my new favorites, and I think it's edging out blowjobs just a little bit, even though I love to suck cock. Oh my God. I love to suck. I mean, I just, I'm a cocksucker. sucker. <sighs> Fuck, I love that shit. Okay, but I also love the hand job. This has sort of taken over for me. Maybe because it's novel and I've taken more time to recently to perfect it. You know, I took that course from Lee Jagger and we did an episode on that. Oh my gosh, can I just tell you it feels really good. And again, you can do this from the power position. You know, you could be very or very submissive about it. But when a man has to lay down and you're touching his penis, all these great, amazing ways, ways he's never felt before, ways that actually even confuse him, where he cannot tell if it's in your mouth or not. Well, then you know, those are fucking some magic hands. And I am going to piss on my own porch here and tell you I have some magic hands, not because I was born that way, because I took the time to learn and study this. I have a link in the show notes to Lee Jagger's course. I highly recommend if you're a partner as a penis owner, just take this course. It's not expensive, you will love it. It's amazing, and it's always fun to learn something new. I love learning new ways to please my partner, but the fun part, let me just tell you, if you're kind of into the power part of it, the fun part is it's really interesting when you get to sit and watch your partner try to be the receiver because Men or penis owners generally, it's hard for them to just sit back and have all this attention just lavished on them. It's interesting. They have a hard time with it and they, I love it. I love pushing my partners out of their comfort zone a little bit so that they experience something new. And this is a very, very non-threatening way. And you're going to get their buy-off. It's easy to get them to agree to this to sit there and just be touched. And you know, the sad thing guys is most men do not get that kind of attention lavished on them. Women do sexually all the time. We're the objects of beauty and lust and something that a man is going after. Men need it too. And this is a great way to give this to your partner. Now, again, if you want to let's go to the, jump to the power position on on this. You can edge the fuck out of this motherfucker. He is going to be squirming. If you want to if you want to add a little edge to it, a little spice, oh my gosh, with these techniques, he'll be dying, literally like writhing on the table begging you to come. Master this stuff. It's powerful. It's good for him. He will love you for it. He'll be knocking I mean, you'll be even if you're his favorite, even if you're a casual sex partner, you will be his favorite casual sex partner by far and away. You want to make him totally flip, flip out for you? Hand jobs. Good hand jobs. They're underrated. Nobody's really trying to say, yes, I'm the hand job queen. Everybody wants to say I'm the blowjob queen. But you know what? Maybe you're not. <laughs> but you can be the handjob queen. This is a way that you can actually do something. You're bringing something to the table. I guarantee you, nobody else is in that lane. This is going to be your signature thing and you will blow him away. Whether or not you're doing it, like I said, aggressively and teasing him beyond the point of, you know, beyond belief, or you're doing it very submissively to just Shower all this wonderful love and affection and hot sexual energy onto him again. Like I do it both ways; it doesn't matter. It really just depends on my mood and and also the partner who who's the receiver. But it's very very fun. I'm telling you, you need to add this to your repertoire. If your partner's a penis owner, you got to have this skill. Don't live the rest of your life without it. <laughs> Okay. Um and like I said there's a there's a link in the show notes to the course that I took. It's so comprehensive, it's great and it's not expensive. You'll be there's a discount, you know, thank me later, you'll love it. And if you do get it and you use it on your partner, please let me know how it went because I'm telling you, the effects that I get out of it, it it blows my mind. And again, it also really points out that men need spoiling too. They really, really do. They deserve it. They work fucking hard. If you've got a good partner and they go above and beyond for you, seriously, I think that this Christmas, you need to make the, give them like 25 days of Christmas or instead of Advent, you know, like every day they open their calendar, there's their orgasm calendar, and you're going to be doing something different to make sure they have an orgasm. This is a fun idea. Men I know you need this. I'm pulling for you. Partners of penis owners, unite. (laughs) Let's do this. Seriously. I mean, you'll make him so happy. And Harvard says he needs it for his health reasons. Okay. So it's like, it's dual purpose here. Okay. Of course you have a pussy. That'll give him an orgasm. I mean, you can practice new techniques Strengthen your pelvic floor, really clamp down on that. (laughs) Try different positions, gyrate your hips a different way, make circles, swirls, whatever you got to do. Obviously, we know he wants to come inside you. He wants to fuck you. This feels great. It's a great way. Good old go-to to get an orgasm out of him. Since we're trying to be creative and we're doing, we're trying to do it 21 a month. There's another hole that you've got aside from your mouth, aside from your pussy. It's your asshole. I love or I love some good anal sex. Make sure you have good lubes. You're properly depending on how you feel about about that being messy or whatever. You know, there's douching. There's all kinds of ways to get ready so you don't have to be squeamish about it. Use a butt plug to kind of. Get that area loosened up and make it easy. Oh, you can just do it a little bit or a lot. You can go for the gusto, have it be gentle, whatever. I personally don't like coming my ass. So as long as he pulls out and comes wherever he wants, or maybe we switch it up and clean it off and put it in my pussy. That's fine. Remember, don't as a general rule, guys, going from the back door to the front, you want to make sure you're cleaning it off. It. I know. I mean, I'll say, I'll admit sometimes I don't, but it's not, doesn't have anything nasty on there. <laughs> but still just the bacteria in your butt is different than in your vagina. And you want to make sure that we maintain some good hygiene there. Okay. Toys. You guys know about that? What is that? Blowjob AI 2000? I forget what the name of it. That very cool custom blowjob machine. You can go as far as to get him that. You can use the controller on him or kind of one of my favorites is you don't go in the pussy. It's like right in your thighs. He's passing right across your clit. Use your thighs, push them together. He's going to get the tight effect of a nice tight pussy without it being in your pussy. And he's rubbing your clit as he's passing with every pass, every stroke. Oh my god, that's one of my favorites. I mean, you can use any part of your body, really. Of course, who doesn't like good push those boobs together? If you got them, let him titty fuck you. That is fun. I love a good titty fuck. As a matter of fact, it's kind of underrated, don't you think? We don't I don't talk about it that much on this show, but I do have Double D's and they push together nicely and do the job. I love a good titty fuck. And if it's dicks long enough, it'll go right past your boobs and into your mouth a little bit. So it's kind of like a, you can get the maximum bang for your buck there. And let's see, I probably, I'm sure I've forgotten all kinds of ideas and things, but if you sit down, you get creative, you make a nice list of give him one a day and how you're going to do it. Like I said, I really love this. I love this Christmas slash advent calendar type idea where you're going to do it. We might have to go over because it's Christmas. You're going to give him bonus orgasms this month because it is December and you're feeling so generous. You know that 21 is the minimum that he needs, but hey, it's the holidays. Indulge. Let's give him 25. And he like I said, open up, start on December 1st and open that little door. (laughs) open that. Isn't this awful? I'm just mixing, I'm mixing Advent with blowjobs and handjobs and orgasms. I mean, but that's the way I think. I can't help it. All right. So I think you should give him a December to remember. Seriously. Let's steal that motto from Lexus and let's turn it into a sexy December to remember. How about that? I know guys work hard. They deserve it. They need spoiling. Oftentimes my, I get on here, I'm speaking from my female point of view and it may be skewed. So I just want to make sure that we are taking care of all of our penis owners out there. They need it. So, all right, guys, now you've got some ammunition. You've got the Harvard study. If you need to pitch this to your partners, give each other a December to remember and your lovely little Advent calendars or your, I guess I shouldn't call it Advent. I'll have to think of a clever term. Our little sex calendars, Christmas calendars should be one for each person. Or you can come up with ideas, throw them in a bowl. You draw one for him, one for her, one for him and him, however, her and her, however you want to do it. But really, I think we should make this this we should end this year with a lot of orgasms. Let's see how many we can get to. And if it's one for one, then you got what If we're going to do 25. Then we got 50. There's 50 between the two of you. But I kind of think really the woman should have it should be at least a two to one for the female. Sorry, guys. I know. I know. That's how I see it. All right. There you go, guys. I hope you like that idea. I hope you like that article. I got a link to it. Like I said, feel free to use it as you approach your partner with this subject. You can be very serious about it and you've got some hard evidence there to back what you're saying. Okay, everyone, that's it. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Love you guys so, so much. Bye.